Hey, it's Tony Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online. We're at it again, giving away another $500 Amazon gift card. If you want in on this round, all you got to do, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Then shoot me a screenshot of it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. Very simple. Leave the review, Apple Podcasts. Screenshot, send it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. That's it. You're entered. Very soon, another person is going to win a $500 Amazon gift card as a thank you for that review. Go ahead. Leave it now. Takes like four seconds. We greatly appreciate it. And good luck. This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. This is Bliss from Prescott, Arizona. This is my second story submission to you guys. And um, I wanted to tell you about a local theater haunting. Um, I just listened to a fantastic story about somebody who worked in a haunted uh, theater where they did live performance, and I worked in one too. I'm an actress at um, my local theater, and the theater is a converted church. It's about 100 years old, and the entire property is dedicated to the theater now, including the rectory and the body of the church itself and all of its storage and outbuildings. It's a fantastic uh, piece of architecture. It's real iconic for our little town. Everybody knows it and recognizes it immediately. And um, even before I started acting there, I had heard stories about the theater. Um, of course, it's haunted by a priest, um, and there's also supposed to be a lady in white, because what good theater wouldn't have a lady in white? And um, it's supposed to be haunted by a child as well. I had been performing in the theater for a good five or six months before I had anything happen to me, and um, this was my first main show on the main stage. The theater has two different stages, um, and the stage I had been performing on pre- previously was our black box theater, which is about 80 seats. This show I was doing was on the main stage, which is about 160 uh, seats, and the seats are stadium form, so the very top of the seating is at the back of the theater, way, way up, and um, this evening we were doing what actors call snap lines, which is basically where once you've got all your blocking done and your script memorized as a refresher, you go back, you sit in a circle, and you run your lines through the whole show. But I'm one of those actors that really tie my physical movements into my line memorization. So I actually like to get up and go through the physical movements or blocking, as actors say, to remember my lines. So I was one of a cast of seven, and there were two other actors who were also moving around through their lines. Halfway through our blocking, it's about a a two-and-a-half-hour show, so we were a good 65 minutes in, um, I noticed at the very back of the theater, at the top of the seating where everything was dark, that um, someone should come in and sit at the very back and was watching us. Um, I was just on the cusp of desperately needing glasses for the first time in my life. Hello, I turned 30. My body died on me. And so I thought, well, that's just somebody coming in and watching us do our snap lines. It's not very interesting, but if it keeps them busy, no big deal. 
Uh, it was in the fall that we were doing this show, and the theater had an old radiator system no longer in use. But it wasn't uncommon for the radiator to try to kick in when the temperature changed. And we were all quite startled, we young actors who didn't grow up with radiators, to have the radiator kick on along the um, sides of the theater. Um, and it was strange because it was the most particular knocking and clanging sounds within the walls. And it was really disruptive to our lines. I noticed that as I would move around the stage, the clanking and banging sounds seemed to follow me. If I moved to the left of the stage, it would be more prominent on that side. If I moved to the right of the stage, the sounds would be more prominent to the right of the stage. But our director said, no, no, it's nothing to worry about. It's just the radiator. These clanking and banging sounds went on for a good four or five minutes before tapering off. And then I noticed that the person at the very back of the theater in the high stadium seating had moved and come down a couple rows of seats and was sitting on the opposite side. And uh, that person was watching us. Uh, Because of my vision problems, all I could see was just a basic dark outline of a person. But as I looked at this individual, another actor saw me staring and said, hey, what are you looking at? And I said, oh, there's just somebody watching us do our lines. Of course, we got in trouble from the director for talking through somebody else's lines, and so we shut up about it. When I got up to do a particular monologue, which involved me um, downstage left, the radiator sounds picked up again so, so loud that I was practically shouting over the noise. It was so peculiar. I'd never heard anything like that, these real deep metallic twingings through the walls of the theater. Finally, I finished my monologue, and the sounds um, from the radiator, apparently, um, stopped. And I looked up, and the figure was gone. And so I didn't say anything about it till the end of the rehearsal. But I asked my director, I said, hey, didn't you uh, lock the front of the theater doors, um, you know, so that we would have a closed set? And he said, yes. And I said, well, you know, there was somebody watching us. And he looked at me kind of peculiarly, and he said, well, that's not possible. Um, It is a closed set. All the doors are locked. I have the keys. And that rehearsal had actually run quite late, so we were at the theater around 10.30 at night. I brushed it off and didn't say anything else until a few days later I was talking to a friend in costuming, um, and she just got this look on her face, and she said, well, that was the ghost. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, the ghost, uh, the priest most likely was watching you perform. And I said, well, it wouldn't have really mattered because you couldn't hear my monologue over all the radiator noise stage left. And she looked at me again. She's like, the radiator is um, to the right of the theater in the very back away from the stage. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, the only place you can hear the radiator kick on is when you're in the gallery, which is actually physically below our stage, sub-street level in the back of the theater. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That sound was so loud, we actually had to stop performing. Like, 
it was moving back and forth between the two walls, left and right, and moving up and down stage. And she just shook her head and said, no, 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 that's not possible. It's a very small radiator, and you can only hear it from the gallery, and it doesn't even work. You shouldn't have even heard it click on with the temperature change. So I don't know really what happened. Um, it was just kind of interesting. It's been my only um, spooky experience at that theater, and it's not going to stop me from acting. And I think, hey, if these spirits who have lingered wanted to hang out and challenge me during my snap lines, more power to them. Um, as an actor, I always appreciate the challenge. Anyway, thank you so much for the medium that you provide people to tell their stories. Um, I have been binge-watching, well, binge-listening for about a month and a half now, even to the sacrifice of my other podcasts. I haven't listened to another podcast for such a long time. Um, I love you guys. I can't wait to become an EPP member. Bunk bed bell. Woo! If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.